Thanksgiving is in our rearview mirror, and just ahead is Christmas, my favorite time of year. Last night, I hope it's going to be one of those like core memories. Uh, it was such a cool, fulfilling night. Uh, my kids were putting ornaments on the tree. We had a roaring fire. It just seemed so idyllic. It was wonderful, and my heart was bursting. I was full joy, peace. The wife was there. She was looking cute, distributing ornaments to be able to be hung, and we were blasting out classic Christmas music. It was wonderful, wonderful moment. Didn't cost a bunch. We weren't shopping or spending ourselves uh, into oblivion, anything like that. It was just family time, fire, and a Christmas tree. And I'm like, man, this is awesome, awesome. I love Christmas, and I think most folks love the spirit of it as well. However, this is what usually we are confronted with when we're approaching the holiday season. We intend to have a great time, and we're all about that holiday seasonal joy. And our month of December, if you were really brutally honest, kind of sucks. This is the problem. I wrote this down. We incur terrible amounts of stress, traveling, waiting in traffic, long shopping lines at retail stores, and family drama, all to spend money that you don't have on people that you hardly ever see to buy them presents that they don't really like. So by the end of the mad dash through the Christmas holidays in the month of December, you can be utterly burned out and start the year broke, disappointed, and utterly exhausted. <laughs> That's just kind of a normal American thing. When really, I think Christmas is about ending the year well and having gratitude for all that we've been given and looking forward in the year ahead. And really, if you look at Christmas, well, Christ, who, who loved the world and gave his life, and we're supposed to, in gratitude, give to others. And so that's what's magical about the Christmas season. What I want from you guys is to be able to selflessly be selfish. I don't know how we title this. Of like, I want you, I want you to have a selfish, selfless kind of Christmas. And what I mean by that is, let's redeem the entire month of December and do it the way that you would really love to do it. And what you'll find is, it's something that's going to be really healthy for you. It's going to be really healthy for your immediate family. It's going to tick a whole bunch of people off. But after you've done it for a couple of years, ah, they'll get over it, and you'll eventually you'll settle into a real neat rhythm. Christmas is wonderful for us, but it wasn't always that way. We had to kind of have a hostile takeover of Christmas to be able to establish our own traditions, our own norms. And now, guys, Christmas of like, I don't have a bunch of this holiday stress because we've got some uh, limits and some, yeah, some hard limits that we've set up and we've in incorporated some of our own traditions, and I want you guys to think through with me in the next hour so that all of your Christmases from here on out will be far, far, far better. And so, and when I say Christmas, really, I mean the entire month of December, uh, right? Many of your wives, if they're like mine, they're already trimming the trees, and if they have a, a, a bad habit, maybe your wife, like mine, has multiple trees, you know, the, the Christmas trees seem to just sprout and grow out of corners of my home now, I suppose. So uh, anyway, we are festive, and today we are doing Christmas well. So John Lovell Show, here we go.
Guys, shameless plug, we're talking about Christmas and stuff, and I'll be talking about some budgetary concerns in there, so don't break the bank, but the shameless plug, if you are going to buy stuff, would appreciate you guys supporting us. You get stuff that dudes love, like Grizzly Targets. We were just added to the website. Grizzly Targets is what we use when we teach classes in other places, and it's also what I'm using on the range now. It's by far my favorite steel target. We have switched to them. I've got dueling trees and reactive targets, and we've got a uh, stands on them as well so that you don't have those uh, two by fours that are collecting all these lead fragments becoming ecologically unsafe gross stuff that just ends up rotting and falling to pieces uh, this is hardy stuff and it's galvanized so you leave it out in the rain and it lasts a very 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 long time so really really cool stuff and I think the price point is perfect so uh, if you're shopping for Christmas, consider Grizzly, consider any of the stuff from our website. This has been Shameless Plug. Now let's get in and do some real good. Ben, I, I read some of the like problem yeah. of the harried stress and the shopping lines, and we in, we see the good Christmas stories, and we hear the songs, and we're like, this year's going to be a wonderful Christmas. And then somehow come around December 31st, we're like just cooked, exhausted. It's like when you go on vacation— and you come back more tired than when you left for it. And you're like, man, I need a vacation. What is some friction that you've experienced in the past or maybe even in the present? Yeah, okay. So uh, uh, stress, uh, number one, is Christmas cards, Jonathan. Um, I don't like them. I, w I want to do them because everyone, because we get them in the mail. Yeah. And every Christmas card I get, I feel like, well, I, oh, I ought to give you now one. Yeah. And they're all beautiful pictures. The families are beautiful. My family is not beautiful like that family is beautiful. No, your family is beautiful. Just, <laughs> you, just Papa Bear isn't I, doing so hot. I, re I receive the, it. I receive you, it, you scoundrel. Your whole family is a swipe right. You're a little bit more <laughs> swipe left. Yo, you scoundrel. I don't know what the dating apps are, so I don't know which way is which. Oh, right. Okay, so you got me on that one. Um, But, uh, you know, and then they'll bundle this with, like, you know, our life update. This is what we did in 2023. And it's, you know, this is an epic sprawling life update. And you see, a, you see everything they did and every vacation they went on. And, and then I am like, what did I eat for lunch yesterday? And I'm not even sure. Pause. What does your bride think of Christmas card? Does she want to, to do them? John, I did them last year. She you didn't. Did I did it. Why not just like, hey, how about a little Christmas shame? I'm like, you got enough going on. Ditch the Christmas cards. Why? Well, why? Well, Why we're, we're in the discussion the right Why, now. Yeah, did, I'd immediately say, like, ditch that shame. Because this is the week. If you don't send them out this week, goodbye. You're say not goodbye. Gonna, Screw it. You right. hate doing them? Don't do it. <laughs> Everybody was like, you have no idea what kind of drama went into getting all the kids to pose picture homework right? perfect of, like, Maybe they didn't talk for two days after arranging that picture perfect yeah. photo. You have no idea. Goodness. So, but, uh, so uh, yeah. Um, so, so for me at least, I, I think like, the Christmas card. That's something I would lead with. I think that's something that I would lead with. Yes. Yeah. Rubbish. Well, I think that's a good stepping off point, a metaphor of like, man, I'm all about setting some good limitations to build a December, a last month of the year that you actually enjoy. Get your legs up onto you and make December all about gratitude of what you have, not heaping on shame on your back of what you should be doing. That's not what Christmas is all about. And I want us to end the year well, and maybe if we end the year well, we'll start the next year uh, even better. I wanted to walk through some of the ways that we've set up limits and really moved into the coolest groove of uh, what I had. I had a moment last night during this just awesome kind of core memory point. 
you know, we're trimming the tree and music's loud and my kids are like dancing. We're all dancing while we're doing this. We're having a blast. Um, in that moment, I, I thought, I wish every one of you guys could be able to have just a moment to be able to step into my home and just experience the warmth, the love, the joy, and the peace that was going on there. You know, uh, no big expense, just we're just being together. And you'd be able to feel that. You'd be able to see that through my eyes. Now, you guys on uh, WPSN, y'all are a little bit more of a close family. You're a little bit more like us. But I even had the thought of like, what about further out there in social media land? A lot of people are miserable and cold of like, I thought about the Tate bros, the red pill movement guys, they'd never be able to see a woman like the way I see my wife. They'd never even know what they're missing. Uh, they, they wouldn't know just uh, what healthy relationships could really be like. Um, and so I just had that thought and I really wanted people to be able to lean in and love their families better than ever. Let's really nail Christmas well this year. So it started by immediately ripping everything that sucked out of our holiday. Uh, and so first off is travel. We will do some family visitation and travel, but it's through the month of December. I have a hard limit that I put as leader of the household. We don't travel on Christmas. We don't travel on Christmas Eve. We are locked in and it's just us. We're going nowhere. We're just enjoying doing whatever our family has for way of tradition. So any travel that's going to happen to see her parents, my parents, brothers, sisters, any of that stuff, it has to happen sometime in the month of December, but it's not on or immediately around Christmas. Now, some of you will have shame. You're like, well, I really feel like I should go and do that. I'm like, battle the shame. If you went and saw them on Thanksgiving, then you don't see them on Christmas. You like choose one and use that as communication in the year to come. It'd be like, hey, we want to visit you on Thanksgiving, but we're going we're gonna to sit Christmas out and have just for our immediate family. And now what's going to happen is they're going to really hate that. They'll shame you and, oh, well, Antique, we don't know how many years she has left. And what you can do is go visit Antique anytime throughout the year and make special calls and do whatever you can. And maybe if she's really, uh, you know, one foot in the grave already, maybe you'd make a an exception. But what I don't want is shame to be wielded against you so that you're always just reacting to someone else's Christmas traditions instead of building your own as your family. Don't fall for it, set hard limits, and risk upsetting some family members so that you can keep your real immediate family healthy and well-balanced. So travel was a really big source of stress. Next big source of stress is budget. I remember the brokest of Christmases. Becca and I have had quite a few of them. I remember one, uh, I mean, uh, right when we had moved up north of Atlanta, we were just a couple years into Warrior Poet Society, and we were so dead broke. But we were together, we loved each other, super happy, and so we ended up going to Goodwill, and we had like a $25 limit of what we could both spend oh individually. Boy. So she gets 25 and I get 25 <laughs> oh. And the goal is to make a whole yeah. bunch of presents. And I got like her a Barbie doll. It was a naked Barbie doll missing a leg. <laughs> I got her this pitiful stuffed animal that when you shook it, it'd make these weird sounds of lovey snoozy and uh, just this weird stuff. And we still remember some of those sounds. 
I got her one shoe and I told her next year I'd find the other shoe for her. Uh, it was just terrible. But we laughed ourselves to tears opening the most craptastic gifts ever. And guess what? We had a great Christmas that year. We didn't need to spend a bunch of money. And it's good because we didn't have any money. We didn't have any. But we ended up, even in our poverty, being able to experience a really, really fun type Christmas. And so I think if you require expensive gifts, something else is highly, highly broken in your relationships, and that needs to be fixed. Uh, there's no substitute for real deep relationships and quality time, and you can make quality. Like last night, that cost us nothing. That was $0. That was, well, we had to buy the tree. The tree was $60, but we we had all the ornaments and all the stuff, and well, you know, we unpacked that every year, and it was just family time. Dancing and singing was totally free. And so even on a budget, I remember broke Christmas. Uh, and uh, if you're in that place, because a lot of people are, please don't spend money that you don't have. Instead, make some memories and do some tradition stuff. And I think that'd be a really, really good thing. And you can get placeholders, things that are thoughtful. Consider making stuff. Uh, whatever you can do. Uh, but don't overspend and cause yourself severe amounts of stress. Uh, next thing when it comes to budget, I want my entire family to know, my boys, my sons, to know that my wife is the number one. Uh, so last night we set mm. up our Christmas tree. My wife didn't get enough lights for the tree. The old ones never seemed to work the next year. So she they went don't. out. By the time she was back, I had wrapped three presents with the help of my oldest son, and we had put them under the tree. So right away, she's got presents under the tree. So they are recognizing that I value my relationship with my wife the most, and I'm excited in gift-giving, and I'll bring them into the secret-keeping. They'll know what Daddy's doing for Mom, and they'll help wrap presents so that they get excited about giving, because that's what it's all about. It's all about giving. And so my sons are learning to be good gift-givers that are very excited about it and to take care and honor their mom. It's not all about them. First, we take care of the spouse, and that's something— uh, that I believe Wonderful in and thought. do. Uh, for the kids, I want to get them presents that are going to get them outside and promote healthy play. So if it uh, Legos, they ask for Legos, and I like Legos because it helps build their brains to be better. I think that's a really good toy. It's not an imagination stealer like a lot of other toys are. Legos are really good. Books, really, really good. Anything that gets them outside moving, that's real good too. And so, yeah, sometimes we'll just entertain and uh, get some stuff that are just they really, really want. But we also really don't want to spoil our kids, and that is very difficult to do. Outside of that, maybe we'll get some presents for moms and dads, uh, some folks that are real close to the family. Um, and other than that, we're not really doing a lot for friends, nothing for aunts, uncles, cousins, none of that stuff. When we do Christmas parties with them, they'll be like a white elephant Christmas thing, and I think that's really responsible. What I absolutely hate is... You buy every aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, you know, whatever, step, brother, whatever. You buy them all some 10 or 15 trinket. It ends up adding up to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And they don't really care about those gifts. And you know that because whatever they got you, you don't really care about that gift either. And so I'm like, it's just wasteful. It's stealing your holiday joy. And you're running around the entire month of December with a list 
uh, to buy them stuff that they don't really care about. Ax all that. Just say, hey, guys, we're not doing it this year. But we love seeing you, and we want to hang out with some quality time. That's right. Or you can get something simple that you give to everyone across the thing. Hey, here's some candied popcorn, and we're that's what we're doing for everyone this year. If you must do something, make it generalized, because uh, what's happening is commercialism is stealing away the entire reason for the season, and it's destroying your December month. Uh, so budget, really, really important. John, I noticed what you did. That was very clever with the real Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. It's very clever, sir, because Becca cannot keep a real Christmas tree. It must be gotten rid of. That's right. <laughs> there will not be well, dozens of fake Christmas trees in your house. But no, she also has fake Christmas trees. They're just small. Oh, they're just tiny. You know, they're they're like waist level. You know, gotcha. and that, this goes up in the boys' room, and then this one's downstairs. <laughs> I'm <this> seeing, is, <laughs> yeah, uh, in the in the some weekend in the month of December, John with going up and downstairs with all these little Christmas trees. Yeah, and so the you're si- like an elf. The side porch and our front porch. Now she has two miniature Christmas trees that light up on each. So she just came home with four Christmas trees. Now, granted, they're a little. Big lots, $25, but still, it's a Christmas tree. (laughs) This woman has a Christmas tree problem. I'm looking for biblical counselors out there, somebody that can help my wife who does have a problem. She's a Christmas tree-aholic, and uh, it's not okay. It's not okay. So So we've done travel, we've done budget, and now holiday drama. Whatever relationships are broken, each year, this is what happens. You have certain expectations of how that relationship, that brother, sister, mother, father, son, daughter, whatever, you have expectations about how a normal person like them should respond. It's not even high expectations. It's pretty darn low bar. But time and time again, they let you down, they disappoint you, and they steal your joy. The first time they do it, you can say that's on them. But when they do it the next year, that's really on you. It's because you kept giving them permission and expectation, uh, uh, something that they were supposed to fulfill, even though the historical data tends to support the fact that they're going to let you down. And yet again and again, every year, you and your bride are completely blindsided by it. I can't believe so. so. No, that's your problem now. It's your expectations that continue to get crushed, and that causes stress. If you have high expectations or even low expectations that are never really met by that individual, you're giving them some access into your life and ability to wound you every single year. And the best thing to do is say, nope, I think that they will do what they did last year and the year before and the year before that. They'll be way down here, and so that's what I'm going to expect. And if it happens, you're not upset and stressed by it. And if they do better, that's going to be a really good year. But stop being blown away by expectations. That's your fault. That one's on you now. And you'll be like, that's not right. If like, correct. It isn't right, but it is what it is. And so there you go. Also, some of you may do much better to distance yourself from anybody that's extremely toxic and unhealthy and that's really hurting your family. Uh, You can see them and love them in creative ways all throughout the year, but don't allow them to torpedo Christmas get-togethers because one bad apple can truly ruin the bunch. And so what you can do is just have a special 
time, uh, maybe a couple hours in November or something, something where you can see them, love on them. Hey, here's your Christmas present early. We were thinking about you, yada, yada. And then you can have a small controlled, you get in and you get out quick and you're not allowing them into the prolonged Christmas festivities, which every single year they torpedo. Uh, If they do come in, then they come in with certain parameters and constraints that they have to abide by or they're not going to get an invitation back next year. And that seems really harsh, but that's absolutely what you should do. Uh, So anyway, travel, budget, drama. Now let's get into some kind of positives because those are hard limits and this is some positives. Each year we do a Christmas parade or two and so we do that in the community. That's really fun. We do home decorations and so we don't do a whole bunch. Some folks will get, you have a neighbor that's just gone all out, right? Yeah, at the the corner of our street, uh, the entire yard has been taken over. It looks like the D-Day of Christmas. Um, You've got uh, obstacles, you've got um, pillboxes of Christmas joy, you've got um, like gargantuan candy canes. It looks like Disney came to the end of my road. It's the uh, National Lampoon's Chevy Chase Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it it, it kind of, and all these things are running on like windblowers, and so everything's like, and then in the morning when I leave to work, they shut it down at some point, so everything's like... Yeah, if that's you, more more power to you. For my part, that sounds like a lot of work. If somebody's doing that, I'm like, ah, you need, you need, you have a lot of margin left in your job. As a man, (laughs) you are not carrying nearly enough responsibility. If you have time. John, his responsibility is to create the most epic. Nope, nah. This is little boy adolescence where you don't have a lot of responsibility. And so you're able to do playtime and set it all up for your neighbor's enjoyment too. You know, like who has that kind of time? And then you're spending thousands of dollars. If you added all the reindeer and the sleigh. Where do you store it? Yeah. You (laughs) got to store it. Where does it go? You got to store it. You got to buy it. And every single year you got to put it up and take it down. I'm like, man, if you could do all that, you could go out and earn a, a good bit more. And then you'd have more. For I mean, their kids' being education's probably in their front yard. So I'm all for, hey, okay, decorate some. But if you can go like Chevy Chase kind of Christmas decor, you are not gainfully employed. John, <laughs> I gotta is... admit, there's a th- something in my heart that just wants that Chevy Chase house. So that Christmas, I do. You don't want it. If you're in the house, you can't see the house. You just, you're in the ideal state. The neighbor. <laughs> Who is it I working need hard enough in the vocation or spending enough time with the family or doing something else that could be productive? Instead, he's doing that and he can't see his house. You can see his house. So he did it all for you. Enjoy the view. What I really need is that neighbor. Okay. Thanks you for just clarifying. need a neighbor. It's like a boat. You don't want a boat. I've had a boat. I got, I was more excited to get rid of the boat than when I actually got the boat. Tiny little thing. It was, it was fun to get way more fun to get rid of. You don't want a boat. You want a neighbor with a boat. You want a buddy with a boat. And you'll be like, hey, I get you some gas. Take us out on the lake. And then when you're done, you're done. There's no upkeep. There's no docking. There's no scrubbing bottoms and nothing like that. And, and so like, you just compared Christmas lights to the boat that you bought and got rid of. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm happy with that uh, distinction. So we do some uh, Christmas decor, hang out some wreaths, put some lights up. When you look at our home, it's like, oh, they, they, they celebrated for Christmas. Looks like it's been about 30 minutes on there, maybe, maybe an hour. But you didn't spend like, you know, half of your Christmas vacation <laughs> trying to to be seen the from entire space. month of December. <laughs> I, I want Elon Musk's satellites to to have a read on what I'm doing in my neighborhood block. 
So uh, home Christmas decor, that's inside and out, and that's real fun festivities, but we won't get carried away, and that's part of budget. And so uh, anyway, if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses and do really crazy stuff, rebuke yourself for being an idiot. Uh, shoulder more responsibility in more important areas of life and invest in making good memories, not impressing the neighbors with how trivially you can live. Now, Christmas Eve, big deal. Now now we have like really traditions. And some of you guys, I hope that you steal some of this stuff. Some of it I'm really proud of. We really enjoyed this. Christmas Eve, let's give the missus a break. We're going to go to Waffle House. And so we're going to have a, a, a big meal out. So that'll be fun. Then we're going to go to Walmart and Goodwill. And so what we're looking for as a family uh, is for folks that are hard up. We want, uh, we want some folks who are shopping in line and it looks like they're falling on hard times and they are not looking happy. And so we usually we're kind of we're praying up and we're looking for these individuals. So we meet them at the checkout desk and we buy all their stuff. And so this was really, mm. really fun mm. last Christmas Eve. And this is just something we huh. started doing. And so we'll be we'll be trolling around trying to find some uh, folks that we can really make their mm. Christmas. And so we'll end up uh, doing that again, but we really enjoyed that last year on Christmas Eve. Wonderful. And I plan to do that again, uh, this year. Um, also visit around some folks in the community, uh, who serve me of like, uh, we got our lady at the landfill and I don't have trash pickup where I live, so I have to go take it. And so I see her all the time. And so, uh, give her something and light her world up and that's yeah. good. Um, also on Christmas Eve, we're going to watch a movie, and that one is going to be, hold on, it's the Chosen Christmas Special. It's like a mm. 20 or 30 minute thing. It's the Chosen. It's free. I'll have a link down below for you guys if y'all want to check that out. That's what we're going to be watching on Christmas Eve. Elf will happen multiple times throughout the month of December, as well as a few other iconic Christmas movies that have to be a must watch. I want to, I want to trade favorite Christmas movies in a, a few minutes once I get through this. Okay, sounds uh, good. And I want to hear y'all's Christmas yeah, yeah. movies. As you think of them, go ahead and start putting them in the um, down below in the description. Give me the top five Christmas movies of all time. So you guys can go ahead and start working on that while you listen. Uh, so we're going to watch a movie together. We're also going to have a fire. Uh, we're gonna, And then we're going to do a Christmas Eve service. At my church, we have a 6 p.m. Christmas Eve service. And so we're going to go. We light candles. Lights are down. Ambiance is set. And lots of acapella voices and some powerful ones leading up front, singing favorite Christmas hymns. And then uh, read some Christmas scripture. And then we're going to bounce, get back home, where we're going to open one Christmas Eve present. And that's going to be pajamas. And uh, so everybody will get pajamas. We put those on, enjoy the fire, and we'll probably <laughs> you read You guys have as matching pajamas? I don't know if they'll be matching, but they'll be pajamas. <laughs> Why do you never let us see this picture? This is the only social picture I want to see, and I have never seen this. Uh, because I am not going to They're... trade my dignity for <laughs> likes. I think you should. As I wear a Christmas hat. <laughs> I think you should. I think you already have. As I wear a Christmas hat. I am a hypocrite. But I ha I did better than gingerbread sweater. A gingerbread man. That's terrible. You love this. This is a disaster. You want this. That is a... a, a Not only do you want this, but you want this. That is a Christmas nightmare. It is the best sweater you've ever seen. That sweater sucks. Christmas Day, our boys are allowed to get up as soon as the sun is up. So if the sun is down, that's the litmus test. You're not allowed to come downstairs. You can't bother us 
when it's an end, we've got a visitor. Put a pin <clears> in it. <throat> Look, here, I heard us talking about Christmas sweaters, Christmas hats. I have a Christmas llama onesie that lights up. Ben, I think it's the most epic Christmas attire ever created. It's he, phenomenal. I need you to promise that I'll never see you in that. I'm going to wear it every day for the rest of the month. So I'm not going to wash it. It's going to be awesome. How about you get back to work? We I got, the, we got, will. we're holding the fort down. Yep. Good job, guys. Good job. Good to see y'all. We miss Heath. Heath is, Heath is shifted in the company and he's doing some higher up stuff. And so we appreciate him, but we do miss him in here. We'll get him back in here sometime, but, but he's wearing the lowest level outfits, <laughs> high level stuff, low level outfits. That's right. So Christmas day, when the sun is up, the boys are allowed to get us, us up. And so that's going to be very early morning. And then we're going to let them open one present. So we've got multiple presents under the tree. They can open one present. Oh, and we'll do stockings too. And so stockings and then that one present. Now the idea is they can play with that one present during the morning. And we're also going to make an epic breakfast with hot mm -hmm. coffee. We're going to build a fire and we're not going to open presents now. We're going to hang out and you've got that one present to play with for a few hours. Later in the day, maybe it's closer to lunchtime, you open a second gift. Uh, and so uh, Beck and I will select what gift this is. Some of you are like, what in the world? What are you doing? I'm like, hey, I'm doing the thing. It's awesome. This is such a good thing. This is so challenging. This is so it, ready, so different than any Christmas I've ever, ever heard. Well, we we ha we don't know anyone that's ever done this either. Maybe back in the day. Yeah. It used to be the 12 days of Christmas. And so Christmas Day marked you know, the first day, December 25th. Mm -hmm. And then you had 11 more days where you're spreading it out and doing Christmas traditions and opening different presents. So it used to be a 12-day thing, and now it's a one. Yes. A one-day thing that's packed full and absolutely out of control. That's a great suggestion of the 12 days of Christmas and then really subdividing the one day of Christmas yeah. to encompass that. They used to be way too heavy on birds as well. <laughs> Swans and geese and, and ducks and turtle doves and just like everything— it's like he got some rings. You That's did. good. Very good. But then it's like it's basically Bird. just hey, that birds. was budget budget sensitive because birds are cheap. I don't know. He went all out on like drummers drumming and five golden rings. That's he wrong. had the budget. It was just poorly <laughs> allocated and way too heavy in birds. Guys, John's not looking for birds, but if you happen to find an ugly Christmas sweater with birds, please send it to me. Do not send me no. I will get you. Yes, do. Oh, I can see it now. After our epic breakfast, the boys will open one more thing. So they'll get a second gift. Uh, and then me and the missus will exchange a gift too. And so then we break it up and we'll enjoy that for a while. And so doing this, we slowly throughout Christmas day, we open all the stuff. And so that's where we landed so far. And we love it because the magic isn't just some big mad dash and then you scroll your screens for the rest of the day and yeah. watch some TV of like, no, no, yeah. no, we spread the magic out. This will also be better for your kids in that they're able to appreciate one present well, rather than they're looking at five different things. They're like, what do I do? And they get stressed out because they're getting spoiled and bratty. Uh, and so this allows them to be grateful for each piece. And so it's really well paced. We love doing this. And we think that you should steal our holiday tradition as well. Um, one other thing I wanted to do, I know we're doing the Christmas Eve church service before, is this year I'm going to have my family do a communion service, just us. 
So bread oh. and wine, and we're going to do a family communion service uh, where we, you know, it's Christmas, Jesus Christ. We're celebrating his birth. Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. And so I think communion is a really appropriate thing to do mm. on Christmas. And so we'll just do that as a family. Mm-hmm. So open some Bible, read those verses, uh, and then bread, wine, uh, and good to go. So a little Christmas e- or Christmas Day communion will be good. If anyone's stopping by, it's a very short list of who will let stop by on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be people that we really want there. Uh, you know, so, yeah. um, but that's it. So, uh, do you have any Christmas traditions that some folks out there would really like and love? Have you invested the time and energy and thought into this? Uh, I haven't heard of the uh, doing the communion on uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That's a fresh thought for me. One of the things that we always do do on Christmas Day would be uh, the reading of the Christmas story from Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what happens. And then the kids uh, read that as they get older and able to read. That's something that we always do. We'll typically do some hymns as well. Uh, I play a little bit of guitar, not very well, but just enough to do um, some of the the classic uh, Christian traditional hymns um, for for um, I think we'll do that Christmas Eve uh, and or Christmas Day yeah. yeah and we also have hot coffee hot coffee's a must and we also oh. we also do pajamas as well yep but not matching good good <laughs> y'all should have a tradition where you burn you know your sweaters every Christmas. No. And then your New Year's resolution is to not waste money into crappy sweaters. No, actually, they're they're deliciously comfortable. Hey, speaking of delicious, stuffed French toast is one of the things we serve on Christmas Day. Oh, Mm, my word. I bet that's amazing. Imagine French toast stuffed with a peach or a raspberry filling. I worry, even if I did that once, I would immediately start looking like a stuffed piece of French toast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little traumatized because I put on a few pounds that I've never held before. And I look down, I'm kind of like, I gotta, I gotta kick it up a notch. I am definitely a middle-aged man. John can still see his shoes. He is okay. No, he can no longer see his belt buckle. I've lost those few pounds. I'm, I'm flat again, but I'm just saying it got uh, Halloween candy got a little out of control at my house. I suppose because we just Halloween kinda... candy of all things, John. This stuff's trash. I agree. But... I thought better of you. Well, yeah. Sorry, I said that's like I'm, drugs. I'm fatal human, but I will note that I didn't buy crappy Christmas sweaters, so I'm still oh, pretty pretty high up oh, there. But yeah, we, we you know the kids get a whole bunch of candy, and then you put that away, and then it's just easy to kind of like, oh, just do one piece, and then you do that for a few weeks, and you're like, I have gotten fat. <laughs> It's like, and so my wife just, uh, I came home, went to the stash one day, it was gone, and she's like, yeah, I threw that out. She did. <laughs> yeah, she good did. job, Becca. She did. And that's good. That's good. Uh, what are your favorite Christmas songs? Um, Christ- Guys, but I asked you to do movies. I want you right now, without hearing ours, immediately give me five favorite Christmas songs. Uh, if one of them is I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas, I would like you to cancel your subscription. We do not want you around here uh, anymore. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer is fun one time a year, and then it's grading the second, and we do not care about Grandma anymore 
uh, on the third one of like, I'm glad grandma got ran over by, let grandma and this song get run over by a reindeer. Uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks also, it, it just, man, that uh, I hate that song too. What are five good ones? You know, the one that always, that brings tears to my eyes when it's in the right spot is absolutely um, Silent Night. Mm, that was number four for me. That, that you know, with the candles going, it's usually a, the uh, Christmas Eve closer. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because in the life of the church right now, it, it seems to be Christmas Eve is one of the few days on the Christian calendar where everyone does gather. Yeah. And not just those in your church, but um, those those from afar and those that are even neighbors. And uh, seeing the, uh, the, the light gradually spread throughout the sanctuary as the neighbor lights the candle of the person next as you're singing Silent Night is... Yeah. That is just a wonder. It is one of the wonders of the yeah, world. Absolutely. I cannot wait. We'll do it. Yeah. We'll be singing that song in church uh, on Christmas Eve. That's With wonderful. candles to do the candlelights. Oh, yeah. If, so good. Friends, if you have never been to a Christmas Eve service and done that, it is worth the trip just to worship and to sing that song. No one does Christmas like Christians. Most full, uh, yeah, man. I, I look forward to it all year. Uh, I'll do Oh, Holy Night. And this can be Josh Groban, this can be Faith Hill, or That's this good. can be Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I want all of it. I just love the song, but you need a powerful voice, something crazy to be able to hit that crescendo and just break the sky. And so, Oh Holy Night, favorite Christmas song. Um, for me, <clears throat> the next one is... Um... Now, this may be controversial, and this may be also me speaking in my ignorance, but Old Else... What's that song called? Old El Sign? Old El Time? Old Lang Sign, but that's the New Year's song. Is that is that simply New Year's? Yeah, we sing mm. that on New Year's, and everybody pretends to know it on that first, may all acquaintance be forgotten, yeah, and then see, nobody knows guys, it after that. Is that a Christmas song? I yeah, it's feel... All Lang Sign, and old? it's like Old English, I and love it's that New song. Beginnings, and that kind of stuff. It's on my Christmas playlist. Well, it is a so New I've Year's. It. It's like We sing it on... Uh, yes. Right after the yes. ball drops, you know, New New Year's. That's correct. But, that's uh, correct. Okay, interesting. So that doesn't count. Well, no, maybe that's a Christmas song, and I don't know it, but we happen now, culturally, we sing it on New Year's. Correct. So um, let's see, uh, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's a real celebratory Christmas song. That's, that's uh, and beautiful, powerful lyrics, you know, uh, just make your soul weep. Uh, hark the herald angels sing. Uh, you got another one for us? Let me let me look here. You've caught me flat-footed. All right, well, I, I'll, I'll nail off. I love when Carol the Bells is done. Now, that's hard to sing, and nobody really knows what's going on. There's no you pull words the... for that. No, there is. It's... Dun, 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 dun. Well, th yeah, that's doing it without the words. Dun, there dun, are dun, words. Dun, dun. You got the tune, but there's words that go with the tune. Gosh, that's such a good song. It's amazing. And now I song. just learned that there's words. There's words to that song. <laughs> now, Trans-Siberian Orchestra does that really cool. Uh, Mannheim does mm -hmm. it as well. Really, really awesome. But they're going to do more of an instrumental. Um, so, But no, there's words to that song, and it's really fun. I'll give you my last one. Um, have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And I like Frank Sinatra to sing that beat. Huh. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, oh, I got one more. I got one more. It's kind of melancholy, and it sneaks up on mm -hmm. you because it's got it, it's got some power in there. But it starts off so lazy, like you're just feet up by a fire. Yeah. Uh, but then the words come, 
they hit you hard and then they haunt you after. So real powerful there as well. I don't have a haunting one, but one of my favorites is White Christmas. Um, racist. I, racist. I know you would. No. It's I just, this is... I can barely talk to John anymore without being called a racist. Uh, I, I like the Christmas of Color song. <laughs> That's not even a thing, John. It that is was, now. That was racist. It is now. That was so racist. All right, um... Uh, ben, what about favorite movies? I've got five guys. Uh, you guys tuning in, make sure you're already logged down in the comments, and let's see if y'all are right. First and foremost, greatest Christmas movie of all time. The one that I like, and then I have my guilty pleasure. Okay. All right, and so my guilty pleasure is riffing off of White Christmas. It is the movie White Christmas, of which the song comes from, because it's a, it's like a it's it's like uh, it, it's 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 a singing songing movie. And I shouldn't like that, but I really do. This should be a job interview question. I'm a, I am want to apologize you for don't... Ben, who sucks at sweaters and Christmas movies. The correct answer is Die Hard. Die Hard 1 Die is Hard. the greatest Christmas movie of all time. <laughs> Dude, I got... almost bought a Christmas sweater that yeah. said Nakatomi Plaza. That would be a good Christmas sweater. <laughs> That's what we need around here. I need that energy, Benjamin. These people, they need it as well. Yeah, I, I almost bought that one, but then I didn't. Man, a lot. Yeah, that was, was pretty cool. That I had like a been, picture of a tower. That would have been great. So Die Hard 1. Yeah, I had the year. Uh, second best Christmas is Die Hard 2, Die Hard 3, Die Hard 4. So Die Hard Christmas stuff, that, that is the number ones and twos. But uh, after the Die Hards, let's put them to the side. Uh, what, what's, what's at the top? You said... Well, uh, I said White Christmas, but White you Christmas. know, one of the most popular Christmas movies of all time was actually the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. when he drops the blanket and he, t- oh, and he tells the Luke narrative? Yeah, and actually, so the story behind Beautiful. that is they had, they had not done uh, scripture on TV like that ever for mm. Christmas time. And so Coca-Cola had sponsored that. They only gave him like six months to make the entire thing. And they were really nervous to do that uh, because some people thought it was really crass to put scripture in a cartoon like that. Yeah. And uh, then the creator was like, well, that's not crass at all. That's the reason for this season. Because ironically, the, the Peanut special is all about pushing back on commercialism. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so that is uh, that was one of the, the few times ever on TV that's ever been done. What's the little kid who always had the worry blanket? I want to say that's Linus. Maybe it's Linus, but he's always got the worry blanket that he's carrying around Mm -hmm. in every episode. He always has that of Charlie Brown. And so he's a fearful chicken little kind of guy. But then when he starts reading the gospel account uh, about Jesus, for the very first time and only time in the Charlie Brown series, he drops the blanket. You're right. He does. Uh, And it's Linus. Yeah, Linus drops his blanket. Talking about his fear and his hope is now not clinging to the things of this world, but elsewhere. You know, I didn't uh, notice where that. Where God came uh, to visit us, to bring peace on earth and goodwill to all men. And so the metaphor that they employed there to coincide with the reading of Scripture, um, that was really powerful. You know, and it's Where the divine stepped into the mortal. And uh, it's funny, I, I uh, did not realize that when he drops, the only time he drops his blanket is at that one scene. That's I it. did not that's realize it. that. Ah, that's, well. That's ah, the whole, oh, oh, oh. good, good. You, you do, good, now, good. now Woka-Cola isn't quite going that way anymore. No, they are but, not, uh, sir. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I'll say Die Hard 1, obviously. Uh, the Man Who Invented Christmas. This is a new movie. We watched it last year. We thought it was fantastic. I'll have a link down below for you guys, mm. but The Man Who Invented Christmas, really fun take on the Scrooge story, and it's not 
Scrooge story as you've seen it, A Christmas Carol. Instead, it's uh, a, a look at Dickens as he's looking for inspiration to write the Christmas story. Oh, wonderful. So it's through that where he's uh, like living his own parallel narrative to the story playing out underneath him. And so it's a real fun take. And if you haven't seen it, you should totally add that to your Christmas uh, watch list, Man Who Invented Christmas. Next one is you got to do Elf. Elf is a fantastic Christmas movie. We'll probably watch it twice this December. So it's great. Do you want to muscle in? You got anything else? You know, I've got one that's really fringe. I'm curious is if anyone else has watched this. This is kind of a, a real fringe but staple at our house. It's called Christmas in Wales. A Christmas in Wales. Interesting. What is that? Um, it is basically following the the day of Christmas uh, for this young lad in uh, in Wales. It's made way back in the day. And it is, it is so it's low production, low quality, but like it's just one of those... Uh, I feel like it's almost like one of those traditional movies that my wife loved and now I love, and it is just a relaxing um, and soulful journey through the day of Christmas um, with through the eyes of a kid wow. and what he cares okay. about. And I, I really I, like that one. I put it down. We got to check that out. Uh, in 2024, next year, we're doing a trip to Greece that's already full, and we're doing a trip to England, Scotland, Wales. And I've never visited oh, Wales. Yeah. I've done England. But uh, this next year, England, Scotland, Wales. So some of you guys watching, y'all are going, and that's cool. What do you know about Wales? I'm like, I know very little. Uh, almost nothing. <laughs> and so I'd like <laughs> They're to... They're in the uh, sea. They're large. I'd like to Wales. watch this so that when I go to Wales, I've got some handles <laughs> in which I like appreciate that uh, more. Um, it's a Wonderful Life. That's a really popular one. It didn't make my top list, but many of you guys are going to be upset if I don't say that. So there you go. Isn't It's a Wonderful Life? It's an angel that comes down. Yes. And Clarence. Clarence. To Does help. he fall in love with a preacher's wife, or is that another movie? No, no, no. This is wholesome. Uh, so okay, Clarence because that other one, they've like, if that had happened, the angels actually become a demon yes. at this point. This yes. is not befitting of an angelic. Of like, I saw that movie, and I'm like, this is awful. What is happening here? I don't. Need, yeah, that sounds like a terrible movie. I've not seen the one that you're even talking about. That I'm merging miserable. that with something, but it was an old school, like Cary Grant era movie as well. Mm. So help us out in the comments. What am I merging? But there's something old that does that. And it's kind of like, you know, a beautiful movie can make a plot look beautiful when it's actually quite awful. Like City of Angels. City of Angels is terrible. It's Nicolas Cage as an angel, sees young Meg Ryan and is like, hey, she's hot. Is, I don't know why. <laughs> okay, Nephilim. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't know what's happening there, but he decides to do the equivalent of an angelic suicide. You jump off a building and then you become mortal, and then he marry or he shacks yeah. up with her, and then uh, she dies, and he's just left kind of like, yeah, it was worth it because we had a we had a good couple nights. This is great because this it is a list terrible. of movies a, you can now avoid this Christmas yeah, season. Yeah, the story <laughs> is awful. It hamstrings heaven to prop up our frail little loves on this earth compared to the being with the source of where all love comes from. It says something really horrid about heaven itself. It's a mm -hmm. slap Agreed. in the face mm -hmm. of God. Uh, and, but it's passed off as this romantic, beautiful movie. And I'm like, no, this is a horror sto story. This is not good. This is awful, awful movie. But it looked like, oh, this is nice and this is sweet. I'm like, nope, this sucked. That movie sucked. Um, <laughs> you know what movie is uh, great, but I can't watch with my kids yet. I can't watch Home Alone. Um, that kid is such a brat. Yeah, when that's I, the why. That's why. 
yeah, I watched, uh, looking back, I'm like, all right, th- this is a terrible little kid, and I understand why the kid's bad. It's because the parents are a disaster. These parents are the worst parents. Of course you have a, a bratty little kid. You have a weak feet passive dad who won't actually be a dad and a plaintive mom that's always nagging and and threatening but never following through of like you have notional discipline but not any actual discipline. So the kid just runs rampant and and runs out. anyway. Yeah. But yep. it's yeah, I don't know what it was about the 80s that made all the adults look stupid and all the kids look smart and they were all rebellious and out of control. And I'm like, all the 80s relationship, they just crazy toxic. And it was trying to almost normalize this rebellion and our inability of parents to do anything about it. It's like, well, what do you do? Kids will be kids. And that's that's funny and cute. And later at the end of the movie, the rebellious, awful, rotten kid is going to teach the parents a valuable lesson about don't work too hard or something else like that. And I'm like, this is just upside down and twisted family dynamic. This is all toxic. Now, it's a fun movie. My kids have seen the movie. They enjoy the movie, but they don't get to watch it without my commentary. I'm going to pop. That's the thing of like, I'm not going to. And you just got a taste of the commentary. That's it. So they're going to get that. I'll pause the movie of like, boys, you see how Kevin McAllister just responded to his dad, right? What does that say about what he thinks about his dad, right? Now, great. Did his dad do anything about it? No. Why doesn't his dad love him enough to discipline him so he doesn't spoil his kid? Is that being a good dad or a bad dad? Bad dad. Good dads will discipline and make boundaries for their kids because they want them to flourish. This is a bad father, and this is a bad son. Do y'all see that? Do you know that this kid's going to grow up to not be successful in life in terms of relationships and legacy? Do you know that? Uh, This is going to be a train, and so they're going to have to get my commentary, and we're going to have some pause teachable moments there because I'm not going to just let this— uh, just smoothly pass to them to be an absorber. Yeah, I think this is cute. And I'm like, boys, if you did this, I would jerk a half hitch in you faster than you could blink. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's dad, John, right there. And, and that's a hey, metaphor hey, before hey. you, before you call <laughs> defects and be like, you're threatening, but no, it's a metaphor for you. You are not going to be able to do that of like, I, all your toys are gone. Your privileges are all revoked. You, you are going to treat your mother with respect. You're going to do. And so, your life is going to get miserable until you learn some respect. You, you know, and it's interesting too because with some of these old movies, nostalgia will bring you back to them, and nostalgia glosses over the things that are not appropriate with it. Because I watched that movie with Miami, yeah. uh, not aware at all of what was happening, and, I, and so like you know, within ten minutes of the the siblings are saying just the most nasty things, things that are not yeah. tolerated in my house. I'm like, oh no, what have I done? You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, and um, what I don't want to do is take my kids and shove them in a hole and pretend like none of this stuff's out there. Of like, no, some stuff is just beyond redemption. I'm like, nope, we're not gonna, we're not gonna watch that movie. That movie sucks, you know. Uh, this other movie, it's like, well, Home Alone. It's got some real fun stuff in there, and really cool elements, and it's it's a good time. It, it's part of my background. I want to share that linkage with my kids. But if it's got all that, I, I'm going to be a mechanism that helps. Uh, helps them absorb the good elements and reject the bad. So now it becomes a teachable moment. And so I'm going to help them work through that. And I think you guys should too. Uh, right. And man, home alone of like, bro, that kid is awful. Hey, where do you fall with the Christmas story? 
Where do you think that falls on the line of appropriate and inappropriate? That's, What's a uh, Christmas story? That's the one with the BB gun, the Red Rider BB gun. Because that one is... Uh, it's a lot of... We- I don't remember that story very well. It was a fun telling, but I haven't seen it in right. years. It's got some casual swearing in it. What? What's with... The- I can take a few that like... But the dad... What's he obsessed with that, like, risque burlesque, <laughs> the lamp. you know, Yeah, the lamp. leg lamp. Yes. Of, like, if, if, if Dad is really loving that lamp, yeah, maybe check his browser history. <laughs> this, 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 this man is not killing it. This, there's, <laughs> you know, like, you see a cockroach, you've, like, uh, don't assume you have a co- Assume there's an infestation. <laughs> there, there's something off with this man. And uh, I don't remember anything other than the shoot your eye out, mm-hmm. a little kid in mittens, some snowballs. The, the big, the, the kid, he's all bundled up in Christmas. He can't yeah, even I remember move. that. Yep, yep. Uh, Dad swears at the furnace. He's always down in the basement swearing around. But the, I got to watch it again. The mouth out with soap. Yeah. He's, he repeats his dad swears, uh, his, his dad's swear. And uh, gets his mouth washed out with soap. I'd, I'd be fine watching this with my wife and kids. I'm just going to filter it. And everybody has yeah. their own personal legalisms, and that's great. That Those are for you, not for everyone else. That's just for you. And I have mine, you have yours. But anyway, yeah, I'm just going to be a good dad, which means I'm helping filter. And so the cost of watching that movie is I get to pause it a few times and give you some, give a little chat. <laughs> uh, and they understand I'm doing it because I love you. I'm doing it because I love you. If I didn't love you, I just let it play. I don't care. You know, become 18. Now it's your problem. Good luck, kid. Uh, nope. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you now so that you have a long life and good, healthy legacy. Uh, fatherhood never ends. Uh, well, until your kids are dead. Um, oh, John, that was so macabre. Well, it's true. If, if your kids die, you no longer are a father, technically. I should have said that more graciously. I'm, I was a. I used to be an army ranger. What do John you? John has a dark, the I dark would graveyard. Terrorist. Yeah. So you're right. I should have said it differently. I'm sensitive. Um, Look I'm at just my saying, sweater. Technically, if you don't have children, you're not a father. Um, so, good. Anyway, now I'm feeling awful because if anybody has lost their kids, I have, yeah. I'm like now my heart immediately breaks yeah. for that. By the way, Christmas time can be an extremely difficult time for some who have lost people, and that churns up all kinds of painful memories. And if that's you, I love you, and I am sorry, truly. So if you're dealing with any of that, that's a pretty wide emotional pendulum that I did, but I went from an abstract idea to the real and raw. Christmas can be an extremely difficult time, and so I would encourage you to honor the old memories and those who are no longer with you. That hurts. Uh, but you can sweetly import some new traditions in as well. It doesn't have to be all uh, all painful. Honor them and celebrate them and, and make some steps forward. And I'm sorry for the pain, you know, so... Very good. That gives me another reason to just really look for people who are hurting during the holiday time. Beck and I, last, not this last Thanksgiving, but the one before, we were eating at Cracker Barrel, and we saw this old man come in, and he sat alone. For, on this Thanksgiving. Was, this was on Thanksgiving. And Becca pointed him out to me, and was just like, I think he's sitting alone. And I immediately popped up, and I'm like, hey, man, what's happening? And uh, he was pleasant and whatever. I'm like, I'd like you to come eat with us. Come on, bro. You want to do the, you want to come eat with us? And he, he immediately was like, 
do you mind? I'm like, no, come on, let's do it. And he mm. just ate with me and my wife and two kids. And we found out that he'd lost his wife of some 50 or something years the week before. Mm. Uh, and oh. so I'm like, oh, bro, bro, you are not eating Thanksgiving alone, not in a restaurant we share with you. And so, uh, oh. but he was chatty and he was wonderful. And man, people are hurting yeah. around the holiday and we can get so into our own consumerism that we miss it. It's right under our nose. I might have completely missed it, except my wife is an amazing woman, and she picked up on it. Uh, and that means she has eyes that are roaming to be able to help others. And I'm like, way to go, baby. That's my, gr- mm, that's my girl. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Uh, on the outside, too. You know, so... Very good. Guys, uh, let's move on. We did a long, long Christmas time, didn't we? We That's did. A, there was a lot of stuff. There was a lot to discuss. Uh, you had, your, your cup was full of Christmas cheer. Uh-huh. I want to say mainly because he was looking at my awesome sweater. Too soon. <laughs> I'm still upset about the awful sweater. Hey, it's so, awful. so John, let's, uh, let's lead off into the other categories. Um, is this, uh, the part of the episode where you have to say farewell to those in podcast? Land? Yeah, though. Yeah. We got Q and ambush and hot topics and stuff like that. So much more to discuss in all kinds of different realms. So we're leaving Christmas behind going elsewhere. Guys, if you're tuning in on podcast, thanks so much for tuning in. I'd encourage you to go to watch WPSN.com and sign up so that you can be able to get all of our shows and our training classes, all the stuff that we have to offer. Really would appreciate your support. Watch WPSN.com. That's where you sign up. Then after you do that, you can download the app wherever you download apps. We'd appreciate the support. Merry Christmas to you, and we'll see you next week.